The home that you worked so hard to purchase or the business that you dreamed of owning deserve to shine. LDJ Cleaning Professionals specialize in commercial, residential, and disinfecting cleaning. We've served Aurora and the Quad Counties with over 20 years experience in the professional cleaning industry. Whether you're looking for window cleaning, disinfecting, or general office cleaning, we offer it all and more. Hire a true professional and call us today at 630-291-5435 or visit our website at www.ldjcleaning.com. We help you protect your investment. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8 a.m. and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we've got another good one for you today. Another great show, another great talk, another great conversation. Um, This one today is with Mr. Fred Rogers, former um, youth director for the uh, youth services director, excuse me, for the city of Aurora. Uh, Mr. Rogers is a longtime Aurora resident and uh, Aurora notable as well. And he is the namesake of Fred Rogers Magnet Academy, which is located on, I think, Root Street here on the east side of Aurora. So that's going to be a great conversation. The interview today was uh, conducted by phone. Uh, Mr. Rogers is not in the best of health, so we wish him a speedy recovery. And uh, we hope that things for him and his family are very blessed going into the holiday season and Christmas is coming up. All right. So we got news to ramble off to you guys. So keep your ears open. Um, This is very important stuff, especially for you downtown businesses. Register your business by December 31st. We've been telling you for a long time about that. In the age of COVID-19, the need for highly accurate communication and life safety data has never been more critical. With that in mind, the General Business Registration Ordinance uh, requires all entities conducting business within city boundaries to register with the city of Aurora. By registering your business, you are contributing to the continued success and safety of your employees, patrons, and fellow businesses. The registration process is fast and the website is on our Facebook page. All right. Aurora Township, Aurora Township, Aurora Township. Do you live in Aurora Township? How can you find out if you do live in Aurora Township? Well, township elections are taking place with the primaries um, in February of next year and the election on April 6th. So there's a lot of good candidates that are running and a lot of positions as well. Township um, is one of the oldest forms of government in America and in Aurora, it is certainly the oldest. Uh, It was established in 1849, if I'm not mistaken, and you listeners can fact check the brother on that. Um, but yeah, we interviewed um, a gentleman by the name of Alex Arroyo, who's running for township supervisor. We've also interviewed Bonnie Kunkel and Sherry Spears, who are both running for township trustee. So check those interviews out. They're on our website. They're on uh, YouTube. They're on Facebook. Check them out and uh, let us know what you think. Get involved, listen up, and rock the vote. 
Okay. Shouts out to, to a lot of good organizations. A lot of good stuff has been happening in the city um, recently. So we had, we do it for the kids. So this is a shout out for their toy drive that they had and they held. Um, also, so many Aurora artists have been taking part in uh, the Downtown Express theme. That's the art that's related on all the windows. Uh, so trains, Star Wars themes, cats riding um, ATSTs. I'm a Star Wars guy, but I don't know what Josh painted. But anyway, I mean, so many great artists taking place with all that. Jen Ingram art, Rebecca, Josh Schultz, um, so many others. And uh, it's really good, really good stuff. So visit the storefronts and check out the themes, uh, large-scale paintings of the Burlington Zephyr as well. All right, all right, all right. The Chuck Nelson Development Center. Um, as you know, Chuck Nelson recently, uh, Deputy Mayor Chuck Nelson, recently retired, and now he has the uh, Development Services Center for the City of Aurora, Illinois, named after him. And that is the building that is at 78 South Broadway. And it is basically on the intersection of Benton and Broadway. Shouts out to Chuck Nelson. He was a really great man and a uh, wonderful Auroran and a patriot. Okay. Uh, Ruling Food Service is still doing their hot meal delivery of oven roasted chicken, garlic potatoes, and a vegetable medley or vegetable lasagna to employees. Shouts out to Ruling for doing that. That's really good stuff. And applications for the Aurora CRB. Probably the most important thing we've been telling you guys about for a long time now. The applications for the Aurora CRB. The deadline for those is today. That is today. So I hope that you are the kind of person who would like to get involved, not just talk smack from the sidelines. Did you click the link and sign up? It'd be really cool if you did. All right. And then the mayor has the final determination about that. And a lot of people are uh, upset and rankled about that, that the mayor would be the last determining uh, vote on who gets to be on the uh, CRB and who does not. Um, let us know what you think. Send us an email. Send us a message. We'll read it out online. Email goodmorningauroraIL at gmail.com. All right. And, um, you know, there's also another really good thing taking place in the city here. So the Aurora Downtown Group, um, they've recently done some great stuff and been involved in planning a lot of good things. Um, but if you go to their website, which is auroradowntown.org, that's how you keep up with the calendar events that they have and all and get more information about stuff that's going on, uh, like the Coco Crawl that was without the crawl this year. So many good things. The, uh, they really got some great stuff going on and taking place. Kane County uh, Job Board, that's still going on as well. That's ongoing. It's through Rise Kit. The Kane County Sheriff's Office is offering a free job board. We posted that yesterday. Well, with the little... Uh, uh, I gotta get my coffee. I hey, can I have not sipped my coffee yet, you know, but it's brewed right now. I just gotta like go get it. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, we posted the link to this on our Facebook page, so please go check it out. And I think I'll put it on Twitter today too. But uh, please go check that out. At nine o'clock this morning, there from nine to eleven, there's gonna be Holiday Hope free grocery drive-through distribution. Again, we posted that link to our Facebook last night. Uh, that's going to be serving 1,200 plus families for the holidays again, as the city of Aurora does so much. Shout out to the city of Aurora for all the hard work that they have done. And in a bit of bad news, Treadwell 
is going to be closing its doors for the moment temporarily because they do not have the, uh, they just are not getting the business to stay open, play, uh, pay staff and, uh, you know, things, things of that nature. So they are going to be temporarily closing their doors here at the Aurora location. The Wheaton one's still going strong. All right. And, um, with that, that is the news. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. All right. Well, um, so thank you very much, Mr. Rogers, for uh, speaking to us. We're going to conduct this interview um, via the phone and uh, talk to you and get some knowledge from yourself about Aurora. Um, so starting off for our listeners, why don't you let us know uh, who you are and where you're from, sir? Okay, well, I'm Fred Rogers uh, from here in the city of Aurora. I was the former youth service director for the city and um, been retired since 09. All right, very cool. And are you uh, originally an East Aurora resident or West Aurora? I actually, I lived on both sides of the city. Oh, very cool, very cool. Ambidextrous. Yes. Nice. Um, and, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Actually, you know, actually, it's, I've um, lived at, uh, in Fox Valley uh, and near right route 59 and uh on the far east side of aurora and uh uh <laughs> actually on the east side pretty much um most of the neighborhood area okay through, i mean i just lived <laughs> in aurora uh on the east side and the, the west side as well, um, and Fox Valley. Okay. Now, growing up, what impact did your mom have in your life? Oh, uh, my mother had a, a profound uh, impact on my life. Uh, you know, I must say, I'm not from originally I wasn't born in Aurora um, I was born in Alabama oh wow and raised in Alabama and was there until uh, 1965 okay okay Alabama came to Aurora hmm what do you remember about Alabama <laughs> those are those um it's a different part of history really um but good and bad okay because um i i've been fortunate in my life to have um had some excellent times 
uh, out of some difficult times in the state of Alabama. Right. Um, for most most people who live here, you know, they may be unfamiliar with uh, the South and the way I'm you know life in the South. Is that is that your menu back there? Okay. I'm on an interview, Jace. Um, I will uh, I will tell you that uh, you know it's it's it covers a great span of history. Uh, dealing with a lot, a lot of life problems. Okay. Okay. Um, now, are, did you did you find that the Alabama experience did it have any parallels here in uh, Illinois? Oh yes, definitely. Talk about uh, some of those. Went down to, went back 
I went back to visit George Wallace because of some problems that I had that I, and healing myself, I had to deal with with George Wallace, and I got a chance to go back and and um, deal with him in terms of question and conversation that I had with him. Um, and they happened to meet the young man that uh, that pretty much gave me the experience of working in his store. Right. From from and at that time it was from twelve years old up until um, I graduated from high school and left and came to Chicago. Wow. Um what was the store? The store was um it was a uh, supermarket. Okay. And um I learned uh, how to um, it was from produce. When I say produce I mean every aspect of it. Um display it. Um in his philosophy was, or his instruction to me was, Fred, if any other white wants you to wait on them, go ahead. If they don't, so let it be. But uh, you are to learn uh, everything that uh, everybody else in the store has to learn. Hmm. And uh, it went from that way. I learned uh, how to, um, with the produce, uh, that aspect of it, um, and then how to um, to um, display, you know, the groceries on the shelves, and. To the um, meat department, uh, displaying <laughs> as well as uh, how to butcher. So I learned the whole aspect of it: cashiering, right? Operating, <laughs> operating the cashier, and a very, uh, <laughs> very. Ex- ex- uh, Excellent experience that that happened as I look back over it now. Right. Um, because uh, I didn't I didn't go through um, the typical uh, racist. Um, in other words, I didn't have to be um, held back from um, the racism. Right. Uh, I had to deal with it. And dealing with it, uh, his thing was, well, you know what? If they wanted you to wait on them, you wait on them. If not, wait on somebody else. And I learned, he taught me how to um, use the cashier, 
I mean, the cash register. Um, how to use the Adamus. So I, I got a wonderful experience um, in working for him. And he was an excellent man. And as I start to say, the Chicago, the Aurora Beacon News went back, uh, Steve Lord and uh, Darnell Collins, um, uh, the Beacon sent them down uh, to follow me. And um, met the, met the, uh, the man that uh, I work for, and that shielded me from uh, a lot of personal personal uh personally the comments that would have been made uh, they handle those things right if someone came in and made some comments uh, they dealt with it um so and you have to deal with it too so um i mean you're you're young you're working at a grocery store um why we'll speculate on the why but what kind of comments what would make somebody want to say nasty comments to a kid who's working at a grocery store for heaven's sakes <laughs> it wasn't just kid it was, it was a black kid hmm. and uh the naturally the, the white kids didn't you know they didn't have to uh, confront those kind of remarks, but it was because they, you know, they just didn't want to see me in the position that I was in. Uh, you know, they didn't want me to be able to work for him. Uh, and they put the pressure on him to do so. In other words, they put the pressure on him to try, you know, to fire me, but they were not successful. Hmm. Interesting. Um, when we talk about uh, some of the problems being faced, especially for young people, when it comes to uh, discrimination and things like that, what do you think... Um, where do you think it stems from when it comes to, uh, you know, people who aren't black? Where do you think that comes from? It's the way that they were born, the way that they were raised and brought up. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it was, and in that town that I was, you know, raised in, there were only two races in the town and that was the blacks and the whites right it just it just wasn't uh i still need a question here tell them just whatever whatever just get me whatever uh, i i gotta i can't be interrupted Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, sir. A cup of coffee um, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. They, um, New weather and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday just, from 8 to 9 a.m. They were brought up that way and, and 
brought up that way and I just couldn't. Yeah. Do you think, um, so here's a question, another question I have for you. Do you think that as time progresses, you know, it's 2020, we're about to move into 2021. Um, do you think that those, those climates of uh, bigotry and hatred will go away or is racism and bigotry just part of the human experience? Um, well, it's part of the human experience because we as human we has made it that way. But it was not, um, I, I'm a firm believer that um, that those things were not the, well, I have a, a firm belief in God, belief in God. Right. And while I believe very strongly that he is a, he has a hand in all of this. But they were just, that's what racism does when people come up and you, you hate each other. Um, and as, as we, we grew and are continuing in, in life to grow, um, <laughs> it's, it's there. Right. But it's it's not something that um, I I don't think forever. Right. It will um, definitely make a change. But uh, we we will always have some form of it. Right. That's a good that's a good point that you bring up. Um. So so now you go from what you or was it 1965? You said you came to. Aurora? Yes. 1965. What was Aurora like in 1965? Well, let me say this. I said 1965. I came, I, I, it was in August of 1963. Okay. That I came to Aurora. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, what was Aurora like then? Um... It was it was a different difficult experience. Difficult and different. Difficult experience. and different, okay. But I think my life in the South helped me to deal with the problems that came up not only in Aurora but in in the other places that I lived uh, and I came from Aurora it's, it's kind of difficult because I came from I came to Aurora from Sycamore, Illinois okay and as a result of that, um, there was di difference 
in the in the the problem that you are faced with. I see. Uh, what was Sycamore like? Sycamore was a wonderful town. Okay. It it's a, it's a, an, an interesting town. Uh, it um, it was one of the towns, and it, it is a town that that I love. But I happened to, to come from the city. <laughs> I, as I said, I came from Alabama to Chicago. Chicago to Sycamore because I was going to go to school at Northern Illinois University. Okay. <clears throat> but I had some, um, my church and the people that I knew there, you know, Sycamore was not, um, it, it's not a, a lot of large town right now either. But, um, a very wonderful town. Hmm. Interesting. What was the population of uh, African Americans in Sycamore at that time? <laughs> Probably. Um. I think the city of Sycamore was at that time we had about six thousand people. Um, but I believe that out of the 6,000 people that was there in, we probably had maybe no more than 30 families, if it was that many. Wow. Blacks. But they were, the citizens there really accepted people. And they still, to, they still today have a very good relationship between the blacks and the, and the whites. Right. Uh, wow. That's an interesting, uh, what, a, what a change some years make. In locations and everything. Wow. But it, it has just been an eye opening for me in terms of, you know, when I get to, I got to looking at the, the race and how people treat each other and, and the things that we were to confront it, to confront. I didn't see any difference for a while between the racism in Alabama and in the North, except one thing. And you hear that today. Um, but that is changing. That is changing. What was that one thing? Between the two races, you fight 
if a bright person like you, they like you. And they will let you know it if they didn't like you. <laughs> but here in the North, you know, it was a front. Right. But, you know, it's interesting how you have to deal with those those issues. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it, it still keeps me looking at what is happening now between the world that our president has, bring, has brought forth and the world in which we have to live with. Hmm, interesting. Right. Uh, none of this that is being done now in terms of uh, Trumpism and that I don't I don't find it to be that that strange. I don't either. Because that's the way <laughs> that's the way it was. You know, people said, Oh, well, you know, that went away. Well, yeah, it, it, it went away. But where did it go? Well, um, no, I, I know what you mean, sir. You hear people say that, you know, this president has given people the right to be racist and he's making them comfortable. No, he's not. This is no. this is a day at the office for these. You right. know, this is this is this is baked into the cake for them. You know, um, and I, I, I do I do think that the only change that we see, which is quite unfortunate, is that uh, the age of people who think this kind of behavior is cool or something like that is younger now. You know, you got some real young youngsters who believe in this mess, you know, without being taught by their parents, you know, like an Alabama days kind of kind of thing. Um, now I, I would like to know your opinion on a couple of things, but the, the first one I kind of want to tackle with you is, uh, not just in Aurora, but do you see a, or have you seen a, um, have you seen like the, we'll call it the system. We'll, we'll use the system in a loose term, but has it always been that the system helped or perpetrated bigotry and prejudice and things like that? Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. But, then we, but, it, but it's no difference between, well, I shouldn't say no difference. There's a difference in it because of the 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 way in which the approaches come now to us in terms of racism. Hmm. What do you? Okay. Okay. We um we deal with it now. Those young whites who who bring forth those kinds of ideas and 
Egypt now, um, they don't necessarily need their parents to teach them anymore because our society teaches them. Really? So, <laughs> what is being learned now is still the way in which our society was taught to deal with us from a long time ago. What, um, Mr. Rogers, in your opinion, what is it that um, white people or white society don't understand about African Americans? good question and my solution to finding the answer has been but you know what the racism or the racist questions now is still the same as it was then you still had, see, we still had, reason why I have to look at it this way is because during the civil rights movement, I would not, I could not allow myself to, to look at what was happening to us without looking at on the other side, there still was those people who were standing up right and saying, well, wait a minute. That's not right. Right. So I can't, you know, I, I would be totally wrong if I said there weren't people who were standing up against racism at that time. Right. That's a that's a great well said, sir. You you're right. You're right. But it's still <laughs> it's still happening. We're still confronting it today because the people that are in in charge of the system today Rise and shine. are still basically a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning uh, Aurora. New Weather is race and really different. cool interviews. Right. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. And <laughs> we now have to deal with that issue based upon the today standards. Right. Understand what I mean? It, it, is, it, is, it is no different. It is no different, but it comes from a different direction. Mm. I see. I see. Um, but, you know, if, when we're dealing with the race problem, we have today, and I, I would, I would definitely, one of the things that has really stayed before me is, um, during the time in which the, the civil rights movement, the civil rights people were, were coming into 
um, the South. Are you talking about like workers and? Uh... Right. Okay. opportunity should have been afforded to them from the very beginning. Right. And since it weren't, you know, <laughs> people say, well, I'm not going to let you operate my store because you don't know how. Well, you, you know, I look at that and say, well, you know what? If you had the opportunity to learn, you would have. Right. Black Americans who would not be stereotyped the way that you stereotype them because it is not on them. It is on you because you did not give them the opportunity that they should have been able to, to have. Right. That's a good point. That is a very, very, very good point. You know, so the main thing is is that racism whether it's Aurora, Chicago, or wherever, it's racism. And Yes, we still have some uh, some walls that we have to break down in order to be able to reach the position 
that uh, we need to be able to stand and say, I've overcome. Right. But it's not going to be easy. And black folks now don't mind it not being easy. That's true. That's true. Because we are going to take that opportunity now. It it has changed. Our world has changed. While it's racism, it has changed. Right. And it has changed because we have help. Some, first off, what, what I am proud about, blacks are now taking upon themselves the opportunity that they need and able to move ahead without having to succumb to the problems that they face. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. This last election, this last election, <laughs> right. look at what is happening now. And we haven't seen anything yet in terms of racism and in terms of race and in terms of how we're going to be affected by what racism uh, brings about. Because, you, you know, you got Hispanics and Indians and all. It's, it's out there. All of us are, <laughs> who have to deal with those problems are now dealing with an issue that came from what blacks have to, to deal with. Well, in the old days. Right, right. In, yeah. And in, in the old days, but the young people who were being taught and who taught their kids and who taught their kids and at the same t- at the same time there were those who were, were teaching differently and believing differently so <laughs> but I, <laughs> you know this world is it, it's a very complicated Yes, it is. And how we are having to overcome. Right. Um, but will we will we overcome? Oh yes. Right. And here with with in the city of Aurora, we've already always had those people who believe in what was right and and we stand up for um what is right and they do so today but on the other hand we still have the other problems that we had from the beginning right uh so you come to aurora what was your very first job in aurora 
my very first job in in the city of Aurora was with the city of Aurora. Okay. That was good. And it has been a, a very, very um, learning experience. How so? Um, it learned me, it taught me about uh, racism in Aurora. It taught me about the political system and the racism that causes some of the problems and how we have to deal with those problems. Okay. It, it taught me about the difference in the social uh, problems that deals with racism and how how the social problem, how racism and uh, social problems uh, today uh, has to be dealt with. Racial and racism and social problems. Yes. Well, uh, give me an example. For instance, the when I was um, first started in the city of Aurora, it was. I had to really look at the social problems that was existing that would not allow blacks to achieve what their worthness was. Right what their worth was and what I you know the social you know um, first off only a certain you're only going to be able to to work with a social problem that dealt with um, for instance if a white kid and a black kid no matter how long able they, uh, how much they were able to get along with or how good they were able to get along with and, and deal with each other um, that growth was apprehended, was it was stalled by the social problems that existed from the older 
the kids wanted to move ahead, and they did move ahead, but they could have moved ahead a lot faster and a lot more uh, successful than they um, they did, and and then and then what they are experiencing today. So, you know, blacks, you know, blacks didn't have any uh, black companies. And any black examples. Right. Mentors. And as a result of that, their social problem was stem because you couldn't get into the businesses. Right. You weren't you weren't hired. You know, it was still a problem where you were looked upon as well. You can't. You're not going to. Um, well, let, let me put this way and maybe understand what I, I when I started with the city of Aurora. The people, a lot of the people that I've been shine, pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in. And some of them were new weather and really cool energy friday from 8 to 9 in the city and <laughs> i said no matter how they thought what good a person they thought that i may have been <laughs> they still knew that i was black And while I had reached what they thought was a a height in in the social and the political in in, in error, you know, <laughs> talking to uh, one person, very influential person in the city of Aurora business-wise. You know, is it, well, you know, and I just have to make mention, well, you know, uh, we still need to get um, more blacks, mm -hmm. young people uh, working for the city. And <laughs> only to be confronted with, well, now we got all the blacks that we, you know, we ain't hiring no more blacks in the city. Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm standing there ready to say something and that was not very nice. But then I found out better 
nice way of letting them know how I felt about what they had said. Right. And there is, um, that's one of the problems, you know, in our, in our city at that time. Right. We had those problems, but how are you going to deal with them? Yeah, I would agree that, you know, as an outsider or a guy who's just trying to get a job, there's not much that you could do to, to deal with that. Certainly, you know. Yeah. Except that I said, I'm going to find a way to deal with this problem. I am going to find a way of dealing with this problem. I'm not just here because I need a job. Right. I have a job to do that is not spelled out in what may be the personnel policies of the city at that time. Hmm. But it made me aware right then and there from what he said and knew what my talents was going to be. But it wasn't about to sit down and say, oh, let this pass by. Right. Because that woke me up. That told me something, what I had to do in order to even do my job that I was hired for. What at that time was your job specifically? It was um, <laughs> the youth, youth director for the city. <laughs> youth director, okay. It was... Well, you know, I'll say no. Um, being the being the first first black um, to be in that position, I was one of the few blacks in in the city administration. Okay, that was another one of my questions. Like, how many black African Americans total were there? in the administration probably three wow um at that time one of uh, this this time period fascinates me but at that time did you ever think that you would see or witness an african american president see it yeah I had always hoped and because my hope and my faith gelled both together the hope that I had and the faith that I had 
and the hope being the evidence of a thing that I hadn't seen coming to pass. Right. I knew that it would take some time. But and at the same time, I didn't think that it was going to be right away. But you knew. And I, but I knew. I knew because of my faith that it was going to happen. And I knew it that there was a great chance of that happening. Right. Because <laughs> my 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 way of looking at things was much different than the way I guess a lot of other people were. Because um, I found some really good people in the city of Aurora, and and they still are. Yeah. And as a young man, a young black man, when I had, you know, the leaders of this city who was white, in business and in politics and both Republicans and Democrats. I'm looking at those people who were, who were thinking along the same line that I was thinking in terms of my hope. <laughs> because when I had people come and tell me, wait a minute, Fred Nielsen, you are an outstanding black man in this city. You ought to run for this office. You ought to run for that office. And I looked at him and I said, but why? It was the answer that they gave me was because you can relate to people and you have the idea as to what need to happen in order to make Aurora and make a better Aurora and a better world than we have today and you can have and you can do that right. and you ought to be out there doing this. Hmm. <laughs> and those people they were great influences yeah and I and I relied on their influence not for me, but mm. for them being able to take what they were trying to get me to do, to 
to support people who were in well, well, who could reach out and begin to do some of those things that they were wanting me to do. Right. I never wanted to be a politician. Why not? Oh, I, no. It, it, just, <laughs> it just ain't me. See, I I wouldn't because I would tell people not what they wanted to hear, what they needed to hear, but what they needed to hear. And of course, some of those people would still be. Uh, it would. It would be. I would be telling them what they wanted to hear. I. Oh, okay. I can understand that. I understand. But it was. It was very interesting. And so, no, I. I wouldn't. Wouldn't want to be a, a politician. Right. You know, they said, "Well, you ought to run for all the you can all the you can be even saying mayor." I wouldn't if I woke up and found out that I was the mayor of the city of Aurora, I'd run away. <laughs> Fred Rogers, mayor of Aurora, not, not had it, it had a nice ring because, to it. Yeah, but not because I I don't think that I could do it. Yeah, I, I could do it, but. That's not my job. That's not what I want to do. Of course. And at the time when I was appointed to the job and when I was accepted, when I accepted and said, I thought long and hard as to what the job was and what I needed to do. And I'm going to say this about David Pierce, who is the mayor that appointed me. Pierce's thing was, I want the city of Aurora, the first person that I ever heard make those statements being in politics especially in the city of Aurora hmm. he said I want Aurora to be Aurora city government to be reflected the same as the makeup as the city of Aurora Right. And I watched him. And this is me. People may not, some people may not agree. And, but I know a lot of them do, and they did. And they told me. Um, He did. He tried. And one the other reason is is that I say I wouldn't want to be because 
people going to tell you what you should do and what they want you to do. And when you don't do it, they're going to get angry with them. That's why I said, it ain't for me. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, you know, because, you know, <laughs> if they voted for me once, <laughs> I know the political games that are played, you may not be in them the next time. Right. Yep. That's all it. T- yeah, exactly. You can do a million good things, but all you got to do is right vote no one time on garbage stickers. And that's the end of that. that, that that's right. That's right. But New I, weather, I looked at him and, and Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. What he said in terms of when he hired me is you have a job to do. You do your job. Right. And there was another person that was working there in City Hall. Um, <laughs> I won't call her name, no, but she said to me, Fred, you got that job. And because I was running into some problems, but she said, you know what? You are going to have to make that job what you want. Because at that time, there were, you know, personnel problems, policies, and, you know, didn't spell out what I was, but they started. (laughs) They started after the end. (laughs) But I... And I don't know whether that, well, yeah, that's because that's just me. I found out what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. There was no policy. There was not a description. Oh, you're talking about with and, your job, right? Yeah, with, with the job. Yeah. As a youth service director. One of the issues that we were facing in the city Um, was why why don't the young people why why aren't there more blacks and Hispanics and working for the city of Aurora really that was a problem back then of course they weren't even working The ones that were working at that time were, you know, it was the good old boy. And, you know, I understand that. You know, it wasn't any need to have a personnel policy. Right. (laughs) Because if you needed, you know, then John Doe, who works and has a position in the city, uh, he just said, well, you know, to the personnel person, hey, um, I got a nephew over here. I got a friend over here who needs a job. Uh, are there any? 
that's how and that was why right there weren't many there weren't many or there weren't any blacks and hispanics working at that time kids we didn't have the kids working for the city right yeah we know that we know that old game that was that was also the problem that we were facing with the gangs because we had no we had no um no jobs for them right so gangs were a problem even back then too of course wow certainly wow (laughs) you know i i i seem you know i'm sorry if that's a naive question but uh you you are the person who i've spoken to the most uh with the uh, most extensive Aurora story to tell. So I, again, I'm sorry if that was a naive question, but I, you know. No, that was not. No, it's not. <laughs> it, it, uh, well, people just didn't, didn't see They didn't see the end of working of what was happening. Right. Um, Mr. Rogers, what would you say? What would you say your your best moments were working in the city, being a part of being a part of our community? Um. It was the kids. Right. It was the parents. And the people that I met. And that those who came forward to even support me in the programs that I was trying to bring forth for the kids. Yeah. And I know well, I'm giving away well, I'll give it to you because it doesn't matter anyway. Please share. It was my um my intent to fulfill the obligation that I had as a youth service director for the city. Hmm. If kids didn't have any jobs and if the the city didn't have any blacks and Hispanic kids working for the city, then as youth director, What are you going to do? You find a way in which you can work. Right. To make that happen. Right. Can't give up. Because it is needed in the city. 
and because it is to make the city better, then you have to do it. Right. Can't give up. No. So <laughs> I created jobs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that. I created jobs and and put kids in them <laughs> in a position and it wasn't um It wasn't well accepted. By a number of people, it was accepted by the parents and and by people who felt that those changes needed to come uh, to fruition. Uh, you know, that's what I did. Yeah. No, I applaud that. That's that's what's necessary. That's the kind of forward thinking and action that all communities need, not just the African American community. But it was done, yeah, but it was done through programs. Right. Um I, you know, we we did a number of Aurora summer camps. And my thing was to hire kids, get kids involved in the summer camps, but also hire kids for the summer camps to work as workers in the summer camps. Right. Black, white, Hispanic, male, female, to fulfill what had already been talked about by the people in this community saying we don't have any kids working for the city. We don't have any black kids. We don't have any Hispanic kids. We don't have... So that's what I took as a main purpose of working with kids for the city of Aurora. Right, right. I didn't make a lot of people happy. Sometimes that happens when you're on your mission, right? Yeah, and it didn't matter. Right. I know that if you didn't want me, just fire me. Right. You know, if that's what you didn't want, if it wasn't, but I never had that problem. I never had that problem with the mayor, I think, with any of them, I, you know, they, you know, they supported me. If some of them even may not have thought that it should have been, but they supported me, and I must give them credit for. It. I every mayor that I work for has given me the support. Right. Um, but it, it it was it was Mayor Pierce though, who. Uh, was probably that most profound impact. I mean, he was the person that was in office when you came, correct? Yeah, he's he's the one who hired me. Right, right. Man. And (laughs) you know, he said some things 
to me, but to others, that he wanted the city of Aurora, city government, to be reflected of the Aurora community. And Pierce tried his best. I understood that he, you know, there were some things that he wanted to do mm-hmm. he couldn't do because we were dealing, with, you know, you, you know, at that time, you know, unions were just beginning to come into. So you couldn't just put people in, right? But. It was just, it was just great to see him doing what he was doing. Uh, and I, and I always said that, yeah, I see what you're doing. You're breaking down the middle wall of petition. <laughs> we need that, right? Right. That's what. Hey. <laughs> That's right. Yep. You know. already had people who were hired years before he got here that was still here um, still there at the time and he also was running up against it when he wanted to bring in you know then it was oh well you know it's, it's politics but what he was trying to do was make the Aurora city government uh, reflective of the community, right? Yeah. But he had uh, he had a rough time. But I think he was one hell of a mayor. Right. Yeah. I've uh, I've only been able to do uh, a little bit of history and research on him. All I know about Mr. Pierce was just uh, by reading, you know, articles and documents and and what have yeah. you. Uh, so yes. it's, it's good to be able to it's good to be able to listen and and hear about the type of individual that he was. Yeah. And then, you know, with me, <laughs> every one of the mayors that was in, whatever I had to bring to them, I brought it to them. And I must say, I got the support that I needed. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's what that's that's something it's so basic and it's so small, but it's something that we do hope for when we are trying to do our very best in working. It's just to be able to be accepted for the good work that you're doing. Well, I had some good people that was working with me and the people of the city of Aurora were good people and are good people. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I got I want to ask you a couple more things before we wrap up. Um, in your opinion, sir, what do what's the number one thing that uh, the African-American youth needs to keep their eyes on the ball and focus Rise on? Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee. Education. And tune in to Good Morning Aurora. New weather and really cool Education. Energy. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Not forget. Or they need to make sure 
that they don't forget who they are. Right. And what their responsibility is now as a youth and what it is and will be when they are adults. Hmm. I see. Yeah. What do you, um, I, and, uh, uh, this is such a great conversation. I mentioned to you that, uh, when we spoke on the phone briefly, I mentioned that I, I recently moved, so I'm not too far away from, uh, the Magnet Academy. Um, as an Auroran, I feel personally that this city has a lot of great stuff to offer and we've got a great history and it's meant to be built upon. Um, Aurora's gone through a lot of changes. What do you, um, what's your outlook for the city in regards to the people, the businesses, and the overall experience? Um, I think we have some excellent leaders. Hmm. Um, Business-wise, you know, as well as um, the support that they are given to the city of Aurora. Right. I think these people have um, some excellent ideas as to what what is needed in order to make Aurora become um, the city second to none. The city second to none. Man, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Boy, that's got a good ring to it. <laughs> that's got a great yeah, we, ring to it. And we, we have some excellent people. We, we, we've had some excellent people still have yeah. in, in the city of Aurora. Um, and I just hope that they will continue. A lot of them have passed and gone because they, they were, you know, older mm-hmm. business people, but they have a, they had a good idea. Right. And then the mentoring that is needed, you know, for the people who need to make Aurora that's needed in the city to make Aurora that city second to none. Right. We we uh we have some excellent and our schools are putting forth um some excellent students. Yeah, we've got that growth, that's for sure. Without doubt, yeah, we, we are uh, we're kicking butt and taking names, as they say. Yes, yes. So, we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Rogers. Uh, so the show ends on a positive note. Um, what is your message for all of the people of Aurora going in, into this weekend into Christmas? It would be simply take 
to heart. The meaning of Christmas. Mm. And the reason for the season. Right. The reason for the season. Right. What it's all about. What it stands for and what it means. The reason for the season. Mm. Man, it was great talking to you, sir. That is really nice talking to you, and I I hope that we will some more (laughs) because I kind of got off because... Uh, well, I didn't get into a lot of lot of stuff that hope to someday be able to talk to you. Not so much that it has to be the program, but just the dialogue. Oh, certainly, yeah, definitely. Um, I, you know, I had mentioned that I was gonna uh, steal you away from your family uh, today just for an hour, but uh, I definitely have more time, and I've got a bunch more questions to ask because there are a lot. Uh, there's a lot of things about specifically african-americans and specifically about the the story of um, our presence here in this city that i want to capture so we we will be talking more and uh more robustly that is for sure anytime that is for sure um so good morning aurora as a show we really appreciate your time and speaking with us sir and uh on behalf of all of the listeners we wish you a very blessed and uh, a gracious Merry Christmas with your family. Thank you. And, and we will, will we will make sure that we live the seasons. I'll remember the reason for the season. The reason for the season, yes, sir. Um, I'm going to be in in contact with you, sir. But I hope that you have a uh, a great rest of this day, and God bless you. Thank you, and you too. Bye.